If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. We're brought to you by Sunfair. Yum. And uh, we have a great guest. We have two great guests. Uh, we have the champ, Chris Weidman, is Woo! with us. Yes, Chris Weidman. <laughs> the champ. And then we have Ramsey Nijem, another badass fighter. It's going to be a great show. Dun, dun, dun. I'm doing good, man. I had, I've had a good week. I had, uh, I had some great shows. I, had, I was in Irvine. Actually, your boy uh, Jason Manley came to my show. Did he really? Yeah. Mm. Nice guy. He is. <laughs> and then uh, Uriah Hall came. And it was funny because like, Uriah Hall came and I'm like, Uriah, I, I've, I've been writing jokes about you. And he's like, they're not black jokes, right? I'm like, I'm like no, no, no. <laughs> it's about you apologizing. Mm. Oh, okay. Thank you. And he was laughing. I was, I was like, he's like, yeah, Dana White told me to stop apologizing for everything. Uh, <laughs> he, he was super nice. Um, but yeah, I had, I had, I had great shows. I went to a, a celebrity, uh, I don't want to say celebrity, it was like a taco, it was a charity event, and it was all these, like, this girl I know manages all these, like, like crazy celebrities, like, like or, once again, she manages, like, Joey Buttafuoco, Teal Tequila, Teen Mom, like, the, the, <laughs> the, all the mistresses in Hollywood, like, she's, like, the people of scandal, so she invites me to this, like, thing, uh, where they have, like, it should be a charity for the people that are attending the charity event, uh, right. <laughs> but it was, uh, it was pretty funny, I, I, I meet Joey Buttafuoco, right, and I'm from Long Island, hey, Joey Buttafuoco, we, I know, what, 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 what do you say to Joey Buttafuoco when you meet him, <laughs> I was, like, so I was, like, um, he's, like, hey, nice to meet you, I'm, Joey. I'm like, oh, man, I, I, I like when you uh, beat up China in celebrity boxing, that's what I said, I didn't know what to say. That was the first thing that popped in my mind. And then he's like, yeah, it, 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 it was for charity. I'm like, it was just a strange situation. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was, I, anyway, I had, I had a good show. I met, I went to a Scott Bayo had a fundraiser. I'm friends with Scott. And Boom Boom Mancini was there. Really? Oh, like, that was pretty awesome. Getting to meet Ray Boom. It was just a, a, a very name-dropping weekend of just strange. I met one kid that spent, the first one, he spent $100,000 to look like Justin Bieber. The guy went, he was, I guess he was sure. on that show, My Crazy Obsession. I put it on my Instagram page. He spent kid, what? He spent 100 grand to look like Justin Bieber. Wow. And he looks nothing like Justin Bieber. He's a black dude, right? Yes. It was, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, so that was, that was strange. It was, it was a very strange week, but it was, it was a good week. And, and, mm. and, and I, uh, I, I, uh, I, I I humped. I I don't I don't really. Yes, I, I I had some humping. I was like, hmm, where's this? You, you did what? Yeah, all right. I, I, I got some action this week, which yeah, cool. uh, he humped. Yeah, I like did. It. I, I had her yell out your name. That way, at least you would get close to some kind of action. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm hey, getting, we're getting closer. We're yeah. getting closer. You saw the the pictures that you sent. Yes. Did you make those public for everybody to see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this guy from Sweden, who's like the <laughs> coolest guy ever, and he he mm-hmm. like sends me these like he he t- picks up his girlfriend and he takes out pictures of. of us and puts it on his girlfriend's body parts hmm. and uh and then sends it to me on like instagram this guy this guy the, it's one of the, the funniest things he's like hey man i just want to know that like that um that i'm, I'm a, a huge fan and and from sweden and i love your podcast and he mm-hmm. works at a tattoo parlor and the, the guy is cool as hell and he keeps sending us these crazy pictures of his girlfriend with our with our pictures on him it was funny i was in baltimore and this one i'm on like the van with all the fighters and and 
<clears throat> somebody in the front's like going through Instagram and, and who follows Adam and it's like, Hey Jake, have you seen this? And like, there's, you know, there's like, there's like 15 other people that are looking at this guy's phone and it's me. And it, it's one of those ridiculous pictures. Virgin things? Yeah. The, the 29 year old, the Virgin, everyone's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I was the laughing stock for a minute there, but it's a funny picture. It is. Now you had a crazy week. Uh, you went to Baltimore to be with your brother mm-hmm. who was supposed to have a fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, he first supposed to fight Yancey. Yancey pulled out. Then he, uh, Yancey actually fought Jim Miller mm-hmm. and then he was supposed to fight. Uh, who was the second person he was supposed to fight? Um, Do we even know the guy's name? Uh, Hosha. Ho- uh, Rocha. Uh, Wagner Rocha. Yes. And yes. then Wagner got sick. Right. Yeah. It, you know, it's crazy because this scenario has actually happened to me before. Um, at UFC 111, I was supposed to fight Ben Saunders and Tiago Alves didn't get medically cleared to fight. He was supposed to fight John Fitch. And then Saunders asked the UFC if he could fight Fitch instead of me. They said, OK, sure. So the similar situation, uh, Bobby Green broke his ankle from what I heard. Uh, Yancey asked if he could fight Jim. They granted that. Sure. They, then they got Joe a replacement about a week before the fight. And like Wednesday, I think it was Wednesday night. <clears throat> we we got. I Joe Joseph called me and said, "Yeah, this guy hurt himself training at the hotel. Um, you went. They took him to the hospital. Like he had broke some ribs or he had broke something. Like they had to do an X-ray on his chest cavity. I'm not really sure what happened, to be honest. But they were like, "Yeah, the fight's off." So in, in that situation, <laughs> does Joe still get paid? Yeah, you know, typically the protocol is that they'll pay you your show money. Um, you know, we. We uh, had a conversation with Dana. Dana was like, "No, we'll you pay show and win for sure." But now Donald yeah. Cerrone, Cerrone, mm-hmm. he he said, "I'll fight Joe Ellenberger." Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. went down to make weight. Now was that on the table? Was that offered to you guys? Yeah, you know, I I called Dana. Here's the thing, Donald. He he said that to Dana, and Dana's like, "Oh, you know, I love this guy, but no." And Joe said the same thing. He was like, "I don't sure, I don't care." And and Joe said he'll fight Donald Cerrone. He said 100. percent Let's Even though Donald Cerrone's in the top ten, it was Joe's first UFC fight. Yeah, oh yeah. He was just gonna say, "All right, let's do it." Yeah, like listen, Joe's a guy who, when he's ready to fight, he's he's gonna fight. You know what I mean? He's <laughs> so if Anthony Pettis was like, "I'll fight," one hundred percent. Wow, no question. Your brother has Joe would not care. Your brother that's, has you know that's just balls. Joe. You know, and I think it's maybe the he's he's trained, he's ready. It's like he's in shape. So what? So how come that fight didn't happen? Uh, Dana, Dana said no way. You know, and, and honestly, and it is what it is. You know, we. He was like, I, because we we went over and met Dana, and he was like, you know, I I love both you guys, but this fight's not gonna happen. It's you know, he has Cerrone needs to take a little break. You know, he he got tagged a few times in the fight in Orlando. Um, this isn't, you know, I don't want this fight to happen, right. at least not right now, anyway. So, um, no, it was just like we'll pay you, you know, we're gonna put you on the June card and and move on. So, uh, uh, T Rex, how was your week? Getting it to you. It was cool. I uh, I did a show in Fresno for Arf. <laughs> What's Arf? The, the uh, animal Arf. rescue of Fresno. And it was like this thing called Wolfstock. Yeah, I was supposed to do that. Yeah. They asked me to do that. I couldn't do it. I had I had something, I had something booked. But yeah, how yeah, was yeah, that? Yeah. It was awesome. I had a great time, man. It was a good show. I was with uh, uh, Usha. You know Usha Karen? No. Very weird Indian girl. Um, anyway, so yeah, it was Usha. out there. <clears throat> Found out that there was not many black people there. There was like me and one other black dude in the whole place. Uh, this giant thing. And, um, and uh, I headlined it, but... It, um, found out that there was a dude that was there named Marcus Wesley who ended up like <laughs> I, I shouldn't have brought him up on stage um, but he ended up like knocking up his own kids and then killed nine of his children and 
grandchildren, whatever. And he was a main event. He was a headliner. He was headlining. No, come on. No, I'm just kidding. No, I, <laughs> no. But I brought that up because I was like, "Where are all the black people?" And I was like, "Maybe Marcus." Oh Wesley, yeah, Marcus I heard about Wesley that. Killed right. all the, all the oh, black people. Oh, and then people, people got upset about that. No, no, no. They they all laughed about it. But afterwards, they're like, "Dude, the police here are still messed up about that." Yeah, that's a crazy thing to bring up <laughs> in Fresno. You should have brought up Josh Koscheck. It might have been, things might have been better. <laughs> I, I, I did a show one time in, uh, it was actually in uh, Modesto. Yeah. And it was just the home of, Modesto. like, Modesto's the, like the home of Scott Peterson, uh, who killed uh, his, his, his his wife, uh, Lacey Peterson. Right. And then also Carlos Condit. Uh, his, the intern was from Modesto. This little town, Modesto. Not Carlos Condit, uh, Gary, Car- Condit. Gary Condit. <laughs> Gary Condit. Gary Condit. Carlos yeah, Carlos Condit. natural. Yeah, he actually fought Gary Condit. No, yeah, Gary Condit. So I'm like, this little town, all this stuff, I'm like, what the hell's in the water? And I go, Lacey, <laughs> Lacey Peterson. Peterson. Yeah, and then everyone's like, boo, and laughing. It was, it was strange. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so... Um, but yeah, I had a, I had a good date last night. I was happy. I was happy with my date. I got, uh, you know, what's funny? I was a little. I haven't been. I haven't had intercourse in a long time, so I was worried I was not going to last. So hmm. I went for a five mile run before, just just to last longer <laughs> in bed, which is uh, it actually worked. Did All that right. work? Uh, did yeah, it, help? Kind of, it did help actually. Hmm. I, it did it because I like fell asleep during the anyway. So <laughs> now uh, we got to talk about. So I know that you're very close now. You're being trained by Edmund, mm-hmm. and Edmund uh, at UFC one seventy two. Uh, was training Jessamine Duke, mm-hmm. who lost to Beth Correa. Is that used to it? Yeah, Bete? the Brazilian. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know how to say her name. Uh, were you in the? Uh, were you with Edmund during that? Were you helping corner? What? What was that? No, like? I was. I was in the corner. Um, you know, I, I, I was training with Edmund while I was there, but no, not not in the corner. You know, I kind of let them do their own thing. But were you hanging out with the four horsewomen afterwards? Or was it? Was it? Was it? Was it weird afterwards? No, you know. Yeah, I mean, they were obviously disappointed, but. Um, that's the game, you know. It's it, it things happen, and, and she, you know we we feel like she could have probably done a thing, a few things a little better. What happened know? to her kicks? Yeah, yeah, that's you know I don't know. That's the question. Did Edmund say? Did you, do you guys go over kicking in practice? Yeah, you know. The, well, the thing is, the, when I'm there, they, they're usually doing their own thing, so like I'm busy. But um, yeah, typically she does. She's she's a good kickboxer. I'm so I mean, like a world class kickboxer. Yeah, I know. Yeah, she didn't let it go. So bummer. Yeah. I, I just know that that's like your new training camp. By the way, here's what happens. So me and Jake, me and Jake are, are, are I consider one of my one of my best friends, right? So I, I'm I'm looking forward to talking to Jake all week, and I finally get him on the phone, and I'm like, Jake, blah 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 blah. You know, I'm telling him all this stuff about all this. Not, and he goes, Hey man, uh, I gotta go. Uh, uh, Edmund's here. Bye. And then it, it was sort of like, um, like you ever see those movies where those two two two, 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 two guys are hanging out, like the two geeky guys, and one gets accepted by the cool crowd now, and he leaves. <laughs> And then that guy, like, is home playing, like, World of Warcraft by himself. Yeah, you're the World of Warcraft. Yeah, that's basically what happened. Was like, like, Jake was now part of the popular crowd and is ditching me. No, and, and, no. Uh, sort of uh, what's going on with I didn't life. mean to ditch you like that, Adam. It, it was I rough, I didn't mean man. to, and, but... And then, and then he texted me later going, I'm, I'm still your friend. And I was like, I was like oh, thanks, man. Just I didn't like, text him. That's a lie. <laughs> this guy. No, but I, I, when I was in Baltimore, we did a... Um, for the fight club we did a, a signing yeah it was um cub and kenda and i and i got a lot of people that were like dude i love you on the podcast there was a lot of guys even throughout the crowd uh fight night were coming up and, really? and saying how big of fans were of the podcast I, I seriously had more people talk about the podcast <laughs> than anything else oh well, you know what Not it joking. is uh, because i honestly think uh, jake that you there are a lot of people out there a lot, mostly almost a lot of fighters out there who i think that if i think 
look, obviously the UFC does a great job uh, in promoting fights, and it's becoming the, the fastest growing sport in the world. But there are a lot of people out there that people have no idea how what kind of people they are. They just see them, they, mm-hmm. they, they look at you, the way you fight, and they kind of put you in a box, and that's all they know. He's they, a meathead from Nebraska. Or they just see, <laughs> they just see the, the, the three-minute interview, if it's yeah, that. And, sure. and they go, I'm going to win this fight, I'm better, that's it. Mm-hmm. And I think if people mm-hmm. got to know you, like even with Vince, no people had no idea about Vince last week, about Vince Pinchel. There's certain guys out there, mm-hmm. and I, I know you, I'm your friend, but I, I'm, I'm happy to help. I'm happy that Fox Sports gave us an outlet where Definitely. people can know you. Because I know if people know you, they're going to they're gonna love you. So um, I appreciate that, Adam. So, Maybe not some some people, but we won't. I talk think about you're that. an a hole, <laughs> right? So, what, really, what, what what happened? What's what's this? No, I'm just I'm just saying there's probably a handful of people out there that wouldn't agree, but no, if they if they don't like you, they don't know you. Yeah, it's simple as that. Sure. And those are probably your exes. So that's, uh, yeah, you could say. Is, is, that, is that who we're talking? <laughs> that's about? who I'm talking about. Really? Well, you know that. Look, They're exes for a reason. A lot of times, uh, exes that are in the same business maybe get jealous because you're uh, becoming more of a name profile. But you've been doing this for 15 years. I mean, you've been busting your chops, mm-hmm, fighting mm-hmm. on cornfields. You know, <laughs> so uh, you know whatever. It's about time. Anyway, so that being said, the John Jones, the Glover fight. Uh, John Jones. Damn it. Has. Uh, Never, he looks amazing. He, 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 there's no way about it. I, I honestly, he made Glover to share a uh, look average, and mm-hmm. Glover is not an average fighter. He's an amazing not fighter. Not by a long shot. Uh, so, I mean, what's going on? How, you, you, you were there. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts on this? No, it was, a, it was a great fight. Glover is a tough dude, man. He took some shots. Wow. Um, you know, it's it's tough because when you when you're there, when you're when you're live, it's it's not really the same as when you're watching on TV, but. Um, you know, John, it was pretty clear. John, there, there were some times where I was like, John needs to be careful. He might get caught because he kept playing that inside game, and it's like that's a, that's a, a place where where Glover's dangerous. You know, uppercuts and overhands, and I was like, ooh, I hope he, you know, he might he might be getting clipped, but he was confident and he did he did some damage inside. That 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 shoulder move he did, where he kind of broke his shoulder somehow from from like the clinch. He did mm. some weird Mortal Kombat shoulder move <laughs> that really seemed to screw up because it seemed like Glover was landing some hard punches but they, he was kind of walking through them where maybe he didn't have the same power that he had and uh, and when I say he made him look average obviously I'm a, I'm a Glover fan and he's not an average fighter so please don't take that the wrong way um, mm-hmm. but John Jones now a lot of people think the eye pokes were a factor uh, it seems that the eye poke it's, they keep coming up Mm-hmm. And then Rogan always says we gotta do something about these eye pokes. I mean, what what is there to do? I mean, you can't you can't give you guys mittens. I mean, what exactly? What is there to do? You know, the reality of it too is it's just a reaction. You know, when you're moving back or you're putting your hand out, it's 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 usually in like in a, in a in a reaction kind of a state. So it's like unless I don't know, there's some guys who might intentionally do it, but for the most part, I don't think it's intentional. I don't, but, know, I don't know how you fix it though. I don't, I don't think you can fix it short of wearing goggles. <laughs> yeah, was, I mean, no one wants to see guys with goggles, exactly. and, and even Kurt that. Rambus. And then people would find a way to like put the goggles and like and, like hold it back and then let go, it. you know. <laughs> <laughs> so so that, that would be bad. Now Anthony Johnson versus Phil Davis, uh, that was a. Didn't I tell wow. you? You did tell me. Didn't I tell you? That you I said there was something. Yeah, and I was wow. surprised because. I didn't see that happening. I thought Phil, I thought Anthony Johnson going up nine weight classes was going to affect him. <laughs> nine. Uh, and were Phil, you nervous about him making weight? Did I wasn't. Think, no, I mean, two or five. You might not make. I, I mean, I don't know. You I mean, never know. It, it, it was like Arsenio versus Oprah out there. But <laughs> I'm, I'm a Phil Davis fan, and 
I think he was overlooked. I mean, even though he's, he was kind of being funny about like overlooking him and calling out John Jones, and yeah. it seemed like he really did not believe that Anthony Johnson could beat him. Yeah, I was, I was surprised how that fight went. To be honest, I mean, not. I was surprised like how how dominant it was. You know, usually it's going to be back and forth, but man, Phil and I'm a I'm a Phil Davis fan. He he didn't he didn't get a takedown. He didn't he didn't. Uh, you know, he didn't do what he's usually good at is, is finding the takedowns. And, and Well, he's really good at a single leg takedown. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not a blast double guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, a single leg takedown against a guy like Anthony Johnson is going to be really hard. Mm-hmm. You know, there's <laughs> it, it seems like a single leg is going to work against some of these, like, uh, Augustus Center, some of the, the European guys who wrestling isn't their base. Uh, and they were not, mm-hmm. it was not working against... You know. Yeah, I think people forget too. Anthony Johnson was a junior college national champ. Yeah, you know they're like, okay, he's not Penn State national champ. Which it's, if you're a, if you're a, a college wrestler, you know, Division One through Division Three or junior college isn't no, nobody cares. You know, I mean, when you're good, you're good. But that was a dominant fight for Anthony. Yeah, uh, I don't. Well, I mean, Anthony hits hard as hell too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, after breaking. Uh, Arlovsky's drawn three places and knocking out a bunch of his teeth, not just like two or three. I think he knocked out seven teeth with one punch. Wow. Broke his jaw three places, knocked out seven teeth. And after, God, the, that's after the fight, punch. he called out Ben and Jerry, which is, uh, <laughs> which is, which is crazy. Now, um, uh, f- uh, Jim Miller versus Yancey, that, that was, I think that was a, a situation where, you know, it was just too much of a jump. You know, Yancey has had a, what one or two UFC fights. I think he's had one UFC fight to go from uh, fighting yeah. Joe Ellenberger, who was also going to be his first fight mm-hmm. uh, in the UFC, to then going up against a guy like Jim Miller. Uh, and not mm-hmm. to put, not saying your brother can't beat Jim Miller or anything else. It just seems like that level. He hasn't had that experience. Sure, yet in the not Oregon. at all. Yeah. So uh, that was just a, a matter. And he didn't tap, which is interesting because sometimes guys would rather go out than tap. What's mm-hmm. your feeling on that? Uh, you know, I don't know. It's just, it, it's hard to say because in training, it's like, you're not going to go out, you know, in training, you're going to tap and in usually in a fight, you're going to do what you've done in training. So it's hard to say. I mean, there's a lot of guys who are too tough for their own good who will just go out. For me, there's certain things that I will always tap. I will tell if someone's going to blow my knee in ACL out, I'm going to tap. Like, there, you know, there's certain things where you're like, I'm not going to, we're not going to mess around with this, but a choke. Yeah. I'm probably going to do everything I can to hopefully the round ends or some way get out so I, mean, I, I know in, in boxing they say if you get knocked out every time it's that much easier to get knocked out again mm-hmm. like the first time you get knocked out the second the third is this same principle go for tapping for getting choked out like if you get choked out once is it easier to get choked out the second and third? Uh, I, I don't think it works like that i don't think so you know because even like they talk about the you know the blood choke you could go out in six seconds but it, it depends too there's so many different kinds of chokes i mean I don't think, I don't think it's gonna make it any easier now. Now, now I know that you were facing off against Robbie Lawler all week, right? How, was that awkward? Was there any shit talking, or was it? Not at all. You know, we, it's funny. We, we've, I've actually, I've known him for a long time, and and uh, we did a couple of, you know, we did a media tour in in Vegas here in here in L.A. And no, we, we were we were talking, we were talking for a little bit. So it's never, you know, it's it's just business. You know what I mean? He's always he's always been that kind of guy. It's straightforward he, he's it's all business to him and, and same with me you know it's it's like i have nothing you know nothing but respect and at the end of the day we're both gonna do whatever it takes to win so oh it's a very exciting build-up to this fight <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no and, and we were we were actually <clears throat> in the fox studio and we did the show for fox sports 
um, with Kenny Florian. And I'm not, I forgot what it's called, but it, it was totally like the thing they did with, uh, Pat Cummins in uh, DC. Was it guess how high Kenny's hair can go? Was that- <laughs> no, oh <my> God. <laughs> but it was like the the back and forth. UFC tonight. That's one. UFC tonight. Okay. Yeah, it, it was the back and forth kind of thing, and it was just like it wasn't the fight to do. You know what I mean? There's so many guys in the division that I would love to do that. I, you know, with Rory or any. There's so many guys that I would much rather I could say a lot of things about, but it's like Robbie. He just both, you both he have mutual talk. respect. And I, yeah. you know what? I think that both you guys are bangers and that no one, you don't need to build this fight. It's not one of those fights like, I mean, it I sells love, itself. I love I Tim Kennedy, but Tim Kennedy is great as shit talking and that kind of helps because his fights aren't the most exciting fights. Mm-hmm. You know, but with mm-hmm. your fight, it's no one's going to go, oh man. But however, I'm telling you, man, wrestling, boring, get the win. Don't, <laughs> don't be a hero out there. Go, go out there and just, just, just win. Okay. Just win the fight and let's move on to the championship. Don't, mm-hmm. don't, let's not go, let's chin for chin. No. Okay. And that's, uh, <laughs> and you I know people chin first into the wood chipper. And I know the fans are going to tell me, Oh man, dude, I'm not paying $50 to, to see anybody home. Someone's like, you know what? I don't care. It's my friend. All right. So, uh, <laughs> if, if I was your You're coach, with the W yeah, yes. get the W that's it. Oh, care no, how it happens. Absolutely. Absolutely, I'm in the same page there. Good. Whatever it takes. Tickle them. Whatever you, whatever, whatever you got to do. Noogie, okay. Noogie. Noogie. Distract them. Okay. Send them. Just talk to them. How you go up there? Go. All right. You got to square it up. Go, Robbie. I haven't been laid in 27 years. And then see what and he says. It's about to happen right ha- now. Have him start laughing and then punch him and then leave. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what you want to do. <laughs> All right, so I got Ramsey Nijim, who's uh, coming off his biggest win over uh, Benny Darius. He was actually a four to one underdog. He came, he won, he got the uh, the knockout. He he, uh, he uh, kicked some butt. How are you, buddy? No, I actually just moved to San Francisco, and uh, I came out here full time. I train at Empower now under Tarek Azim with like Jake Shields and those, uh, Gilbert Melendez and those guys. Oh, nice. Are you with the uh, Diaz brothers too? Uh, sometimes they come up through and we work out together, but I'm, I'm not consistently. I'm more consistently with like Jake and Tarek and uh, Gilbert and his guys. That's great, man. That, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's cool. That's, is that, now, what, is that a, a huge change from uh, Utah to San Francisco? Uh, yeah, it actually is. It was, it's a really big difference. But I was actually born out in the Bay Area. So like, I, I have a lot of family out here. I've been coming here a lot longer, and I don't have any family in Utah, so I was kind of like, why the hell am I still living here? Got up and moved, like, just overnight one day. Like, I'm like, ah, I'm going to move out because I'm tired of living in Utah. Now, were, so, were, you, were, you, were you the only Palestinian in Utah? Um, I might have been the only <laughs> guy with a name that wasn't John or Jeff, I think, in Utah. That must have been that must have been that must have been a crazy experience, man. Like I, I remember going to Utah. It was all I remember doing a show. It was all Mormons, and uh, and they they looked at me like I was shocked. Like I had like, like I had one wife. I mean, they just were just totally shocked by my comedy. So uh, I could only imagine. Yeah, you. I mean, I had a friend that's a comedian, and he was telling me like the one time he went to Utah, he swore once and lost the crowd, and he could never get him back there. And I was like. Dang, that's pretty crazy. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's ex- that's exactly how I, I felt uh, when I, when, I, when I was there. Now, I mean, you've you've had a, a, a crazy life. You so you you grew up in Washington. No, well, I was born in California. Grew up in Washington. Went to college out in uh, Utah, and then stayed and trained, and then and now I'm back in the Bay Area. 
Right. Now, I, I know that uh, on the Ultimate Fighter, your nickname was Stripper because you were always <laughs> stripping. Were you an actual stripper? Uh, I'm never going to say. Oh, come that's on. Between, that's between me and my college tuition. Oh, that means, yeah. wait, so you were stripping in Utah? That must have been insane. <laughs> no, I never actually stripped. I was just, I was just like to play around and mess around. And I was just so bored in that house that you just got to find anything you can do for fun and it was just I was like well I want to make everybody here uncomfortable and that was kind of a funny <laughs> funny easy way because it was like it was a Valentine's Day and everyone's complaining about missing their girlfriend so I try to help ease the pain oh yeah that's definitely what people want you know if I'm missing my girlfriend I want to see you naked that's exactly uh... <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I thought <laughs> I actually tried stripping one time and uh, it didn't go well yeah, I, I like. Yeah, I, they boo you off stage. Yeah, pretty much. I, I, I'm like, I, I like quit halfway through. It was, uh, <laughs> it, it was, uh, I was like, oh, it'll be great, bunch of naked girls. I'll like make some money. I didn't realize that when women get together, they become animals. Like one plus one equals zoo. It's like they merge into this transformer whore. It's like a horror con. And uh, have you ever seen uh, the uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air where they learn that lesson the hard way? No. Where uh, Will Will and Carlton strip or whatever, and then like the women attack them, but then ends up their mom's there, and they get in trouble, and they learn <laughs> that it's not an appropriate way to pay their bills. Yeah, that's, that's where I learned all my life lessons. Yeah, pretty much uh, from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, I totally yeah. hear you. I totally hear you. Now, now your uh, your last fight. Now you were a four to one underdog. Now you, you go there. You you go to the Middle East. Now are the, is the, do you do you have the crowd because of your of uh, Lebanese descent? Are they just like totally behind you? Um, yeah, I, I think I had the crowd because, you know, definitely I was, I'm Palestinian and oh, you know, Palestinian, a lot right. of people you know, relate to the Palestinians in the Middle East because of the struggle of being occupied and living in an occupied state. Uh, they, you know, the, a lot of the Arabs support the Palestinians. And so I came out, I wore my uh, Palestinian flag. I came out to some traditional Arab music and got the crowd, you know, crazy. And they're getting a little hypey. They're standing up you know, jumping around, dancing, and it was just, you know, I was, it was really kind of a crazy experience. I've never been that big of a hometown hero. Even when I was fighting in Utah, living in Utah, I've never had that much of a crowd behind me. Now, afterwards, did you go, like, go out afterwards and just girls were, like, flashing their burkas to you? I mean, was it insane? <laughs> their eyes and ankles. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. We went wild. I saw, like, 38 ankles that night. No, I mean, did you party in uh, in Abu Dhabi afterwards? Uh, yeah, we went out like they did like a little after party for us that like all the fighters went to. It was pretty tight, man. Like it was a really cool club, and it was right next to our hotel, like within walking distance. So they did a little party for all the fighters, and actually, I loved fighting over there. The um, the Flash Media guys took great care of us out there, and like they really, it was really a cool experience. And you know, it's not the same UFC crew that runs all the other UFCs. It's a different one out in Europe and Asia and all those countries or all those regions when they do fights over there and they're actually way, way good. And it was really fun, man. It was actually a really cool experience. It's, I mean, it sounds amazing. I've, I've, I've been over there. I went to Saudi Arabia. I went to Abu Dhabi. I went to, for the uh, military. I went to Kuwait, Oman. Uh, one of the craziest things in my life, I, I never want to go back there. It was in Saudi Arabia. I went to Chop Chop Square where they chop off people's arms who were caught stealing. And, uh, oh gosh. yeah. And it, it, that was one of the, I'm like, I'm never going back there. However, Abu Dhabi was fun. Abu Dhabi was fun. Yeah. Not going back to Chop Chop Dubai, Square. Dubai was a lot of fun. I stayed like a little bit after with my family in Dubai. 
Oh, we had a great time, man. Just looking on a beach and they have like nice restaurants and great service. I mean, you get to be pampered. I was like, man, this is, this is the life and you just got to enjoy life right afterwards. Yeah. Now Dubai is awesome. Now, are you single? Do you have a girlfriend? What's your uh, social life like? Why are you asking, Adam? Uh, well, because the women want to know. I mean, the, well, <laughs> no, that's I mean, no, not, I'm, I'm single. Uh, no girlfriend. Uh, no prospects or anything. Just, just uh, my only my only love is mixed martial arts right now. Come on. Now, are you enjoying the, the perks of being a pro fighter? Or are women throwing themselves at you? I would imagine a lot of girls they they see you strip on the Ultimate Fighter. You're you're successful. You're winning the last couple fights. You know you you're doing well. Uh, are you getting a lot of groupies? Um, well, I live in San Francisco, and like most people here don't even know what the UFC is, so they don't care at all. And most people that do know what the UFC is are usually men, 18 to like 35. That's the demographic. So if I go out to a bar and anyone notices me, it's usually a, you know, it's a bunch of guys that want to talk to me all night about fighting. So I'm like, uh, I'm here to, you know, I'm trying to meet girls, and like they just want to talk to me. And, yeah, about like, hey, what about this fight? Or have you seen this fight? And what do you think about this matchup? I'm like, I don't know. I don't even know who's fighting. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> when I was on Last Comic Standing, I was like, uh, it's on NBC, you know, 8 o'clock to 10. I'm in the finals. I go to a strip club. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get all the strippers. It was like one comedy nerd with a beard that was like, dude, uh, like <laughs> nobody recognized me but one guy. And then I was like, man, this is... I think I'm I'm in I'm in the uh, the wrong business. But now uh now but I know I need to be like a LeBron James or something like I guess women love that guy or Kobe Bryant, right? Yeah. You know, all the women throwing themselves at them. Well, I'm in the wrong sport. Yeah, it's funny. It is kind of funny like I you know cuz I I'm, I think uh, a lot of most of the fans are men 18 to 30. It's a good point. Although when you do get when I do find that there are certain females that love fighters, but they're they're crazy. I mean, they're just like insane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, I think it's fighters are pretty crazy too. Yeah. Naturally, so any girl that likes fighters has got to be a little bit crazy, right? <laughs> That's a good point. As, now, have, have you ever? I've uh, dated a couple. Oh, I've dated one for like a couple dates. I wouldn't say I dated uh, a couple female fighters, and uh, I noticed that 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 didn't go very well. Uh, they're <laughs> they're pretty intense. They're like they're like you know. Have you have you had that experience? No, I've never dated a female fighter. I mean, I don't know. That that'd be kind of an intense situation. I feel like a, a guy and a girl that fight. I don't know. It might work out. It might actually work better. Like you go spar and get your anger out when she like you know pisses you off or something. Just go to the go to the gym and like me and you today. So it might work out better. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, for me, it was just. Uh... I definitely felt like the the beta man in, in some ways. It had like an alpha and like a beta. Uh, this chick yeah. definitely she was working out three times a, a, a day, and I'm like going for a run, you know, like two miles, <laughs> and I'm like exhausted afterwards. It was I don't know. It wasn't yeah, it didn't you need her to make you like a shake when you right when you get back. It's like dude, I just I just walk <laughs> ran two miles. You know how hard that is. Yeah, she's been sparring for like four hours today. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm like walking at like the mall with those old ladies, those like power walking it just, it <laughs> the pregnant and the old women that go to the mall on rainy days oh. you're right there just getting it after i went on one date with, with a girl who's i'm not gonna say who she is she's a very successful fighter and uh and i remember going to the movies with her and we're eating popcorn and i'm, and I'm talking during the preview she goes are you gonna talk through the whole movie and i was like this is not going to work 
This is this is, and I'm asking her about Did like backhand you pretty much, and I'm asking her like, who do you think is gonna win, Brian Carroll? I'm like asking her all these stupid fanboy questions, and I'm, I'm like, this is this is lame. I'm like, I, I suck. So uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty like I was on a, like on a date with a girl that does like a real job, and I'm pretty bad at that because I'm like, wait, so what do you do? And like and they try explaining their job, and like I have no understanding of the real world anymore. <laughs> And I was like, wait, what does that even mean? Like, you bank finance or I'm like, what do you actually do a day to day? What do you do every single day? Like, and just check emails and learn. So I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't work. So maybe I need to go with fighter girls because then we can talk about our sparring sessions that day or something. I don't know. I, I think there's, I think there's a, a combination. You know, it's a, definitely don't end up being like Caraway and Misha Tate because that's, that's, a, that's a strange situation. Mean, I guess it's going well, but that's a very strange relationship. Uh, yeah, that was. I feel like that'd be awkward. Maybe I'll go with like you should go find like another athlete, like a yeah, like a volleyball player or something like that. I think that yeah, <laughs> that seems to be the. Well, I think that's what you should do. A volleyball athlete. Yeah, right. Exactly. Or like a yoga athlete, I guess, because they compete in yoga now, right? Yeah, a yoga athlete, and they have and they're very flexible, and uh, that's always a yeah. good thing. That's that was what I was thinking the whole time, you know, but I, I didn't want to say it out loud and sound like a dog. Oh come on! You already sound like a, your your nickname is Stripper Ramsey. I, I think that there's a, I think that's now do it now. How many women a day ask you if you really were a stripper, or after the Ultimate Fighter, or people, or girls just coming up to you every day going, "Oh, were you really a stripper? Were you really a stripper?" Dude, it's never girls. I'm telling you, it's only guys. <laughs> like only dudes ask, and I'm like, "Why do you want to know?" <laughs> it's like big burly men with like an affliction shirt on and like affliction jeans or something, and they're like driving the giant truck and I roll up and like, hey, you really a stripper? And I was like, why, dude? I'm not getting in your truck, bro. Like, back up. Because <laughs> they're, they're living vicariously through you. I do have to understand that, like, I mean, even me as a high school wrestler who wrestled in college for one semester, I look at you guys and I'm like, man, you guys are living the dream. And I think sometimes you guys are looking at me like, you tell jokes for a living. You're living the dream. But <laughs> yeah. but I, I, I think for most fans, they're like, you're, you're living out some kind of fantasy that like, oh my God. Because, you know, when, growing up, there was no pro MMA. There, there was, but I didn't know what it was. You couldn't make a living at it. Now that you guys can make a living yeah. at it, that, that, that guy in like that like truck who pulls up next to you is like, not only are you fighting, but you're also taking off your clothes and getting paid by women. You're like the, <laughs> you've accomplished more than, than most men. So, uh, <laughs> thank why. you, man. I, I do feel blessed, man. Like today I, or yesterday, I'm just sitting there drinking some coffee outside. And I'm like, damn, dude, I live the best life and so grateful man. and just, I'm just, things are going really good. So I've just been really, really happy lately. That's good. You should be. I mean, cause, uh, now, when you, when, you, when you lost to Miles Jury and James Vick, were you worried that you were going to get cut? Yeah, you know, I was worried, and I don't know. Like, I was stressed out about it. But once I stopped stressing about it, like, I actually started training better, fighting better. And, you know, I came out to California after that because I was like, I needed just needed a change and push myself. So I came out to the Bay Area. I lived with my grandma for a whole camp, and that was kind of hard to cut weight because she was always trying to feed me. But, you know, it worked out great, and... I know, definitely, definitely, like, you know, it's stressful, but at, at the end of the day, it really, really, I mean, realistically, like, I'm only going to be able to fight for so long, so I can definitely focus on myself and, you know, doing my, the next chapter of my life, and so I started, like, thinking about that, and it was kind of like, and then, you know, things started going well, and I started getting back in my groove as an athlete, and so I feel really good now, but 
you know, it's not, I mean, it's one of those things that stresses you out, but I can't let it, you can't let it consume you. Yeah, no, I, and that's the thing. I really do believe, we've had a lot of fighters come on the show say that there should be three fight guaranteed contracts and fighters would fight better because they yeah. wouldn't, because they wouldn't be fighting just to get the win, but necessarily they'd be fighting because, you know, I, I know for me as a comic, whenever there's, I do a show and there's a lot on the line, I'm not saying like on Leno, but I've done like conferences where if I do really well, I can get $50,000. And if I bomb, I lose the 5000 I just spent. And it's never a good yeah. show because I'm always, that's always that, that pressure and it's, it's the wrong kind of pressure, you know? Yeah. And you really, I mean, that's really inviting too. Like if you just kind of relax and have fun with it and don't really stretch yourself out, that's when you fight the best, you're loose, you're, you know, you're calm. And I mean, you look at like John Jones and, you know, Anderson Silva, they don't even look like they're in a fight when they fight. They're so calm and relaxed. And I don't oh. think they really care about fighting or winning or losing. They just want to go out and have a great performance. And, well, I, I think, I think Anderson was a little too relaxed his last uh, two fights, but uh... yeah, yeah. Maybe a little too relaxed, but but then again, it's like it worked a bunch, so maybe that's what, yeah. what the thing was. Well, I, I feel like with Anderson Silva, and maybe not with John Jones, but I, I always felt that with Anderson Silva, he was so, same with Muhammad Ali, and certain athletes are so talented and such great reflexes that they do almost everything wrong, like, like not wrong, but as far as like their hands are down, their chin is up, they're in some weird stance, but they get away with it for so long because it's so much better. But then speed becomes the first thing to go. And once the speed yeah. goes, they start getting their reflexes aren't as 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 good as they used to be. And they start getting caught in situations where they wouldn't necessarily get caught. And then they get knocked out. And uh, you know Yeah, you see them amongst boxers all the time, you know, and they start losing fights against guys that they should be beating just because, you know, their speed goes and and they, you know, that's why I think you see these like grappler and power puncher kind of guys last longer because you know your power is actually gets stronger and stronger as you get older compared to you know, losing your speed. So and grappling, you know, definitely helps you not get hit in the head quite as much and maybe that has a great, you know, that's what keeps you going a lot longer. Yeah, you got to stop getting hit in the head, man. Uh, you, uh, yeah. you, you have some exciting, I, exciting fights, but you definitely sometimes your fights are too exciting. <laughs> I know, man. I just get in there, and I just, like, love to fight, and I love to, like, throw punches, and, you know, like, sometimes it, it may sound weird, but sometimes it feels good to get punched, and, and it feels good to go back and forth and be, you know, in this this great fight with somebody, but, you know, recently I've been really trying to change that, so that's why, like, last fight and the fight before, I'm just like, I can't get hit. Like, if I get hit, I consider that, you know, not a win anymore. Because I, I got to have longevity in the sport. I can't just be brawling and be done by the time I'm 28. Yeah, that, that happened. You know, and that's the thing. Like, even with your fight, when, when, when your first knockout loss was to Tony Ferguson in the Ultimate Fighter uh, finale. And Ferguson hits like a brick. I, that, that dude, I mean, obviously you would know better than I would. But uh, yeah. now, after that, after you lost in the finals of the Ultimate Fighter, were you de- how did you deal with that? Were you depressed? Was, were you bummed? Did you think, oh, man, uh, was it embarrassing? Did people taunt you? I mean, what happened? Um, well, to be honest, I cried for a good hour or so afterwards, you know, and it's, it's one of those things, man, if you've never really been like an all out, like try to achieve something like greatness or whatever you want to call it and, you know, put your whole self out there and expose your whole like heart and soul to something, you'll never experience like the, the heartache that comes with when you don't succeed. (laughs) So I don't know, like it was really hard. It was really depressing. 
but you know, at the end of the day, it's just a, it's just a fight. Like it's really, I hate losing more than I hate. I enjoy winning. Like if that makes sense, I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather not lose than win. And that sounds like it's the same thing, but it really isn't. No, I, I, I know it's it, really it, like, yeah, in high school, oh, sorry, no, in high school, I probably won a hundred matches. I lost twelve. I could, I could tell you every kid that beat me, what they look like, what the score was. I could tell you almost yeah. every every show that I've bombed. I know exactly how I felt to bomb. Uh, but but shows you kill. You're like, ah, eh, because you sort of expect to win after a while. But when you lose, yeah. it's like, oh, I, I was, yeah, it's heartbreaking, man. And it's you know, it's it's a hard thing to get through, and um, and especially like when you do it all. You put, you know, you put everything into it, and you go out, and your best isn't the best. Like that's a really hard pill to swallow. I think, like, if you're kind of half-assing things and you lose, you're like, oh well, I could try harder and probably beat that guy. But like when you're really, you know, leaving it all on the line and you lose, and that guy's just better than you, that's probably the hardest pill I think to swallow. Yeah, no, I, I that, and that's the thing. But you know what? Hey, look, look at where you are now. I mean, you. Uh, it's a matter of I'm not Ferguson's doing really well. That was actually a great season. I, I love that season of the Ultimate Fighter. I, I I wish Brock wouldn't have got hurt, cause uh, yeah, me too. I would rather love to see, see that fight. That would have been exciting. I thought. Well, now was Brock a good? How how was Brock behind the scenes? I'm quiet, man. Like honestly, I probably said three or four words to him the whole show. Like so, I mean, he was really really quiet and he stuck to himself and his his uh, his guys mostly, and they didn't want he didn't really you know, ever really say anything. Maybe he said, like, good job after a couple of my fights after I won, and that was it. Uh, <laughs> so I don't really know him. It sucked because I was a Brock Lesnar fan. I'm still a Brock Lesnar fan, but I, I would love to have seen how Brock would have done had he not been injured with that uh, diverticulitis because he was, yeah. when he came back, it was kind of like Major League Two when Joe Boo was, like, uh, yeah. lost his fire. It was, like, super nice to everybody, and, you know, he, yeah. he was not the same dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's really true, man. Like when he did come back, he was like, I mean, I, I mean, I guess a near death experience really humbles you as a human and this and that. But in the fight world, that's kind of you don't really want to see that. You want to see the beast of Brock, you know, the guy that was FJing people, throwing them out of rings, come in and throw someone out of oh. the cage. That's what I wanted to see. Oh, when he put Frank Mir in a headlock, a schoolyard headlock, and just. Punched him in the face repeatedly. And you're talking about a guy with the highest level of jujitsu. He was able to control with a move that you lo- that you learned in the second grade uh, of of just putting a guy in a headlock and just punching him in the face. And that to, and I then know, it, man, he could throw human beings out of rings. Like that guy is so strong. So strong. Yeah, I I I want Brock to come back. I'm happy he's not coming back because I I just don't think he has it anymore. I would love to have seen how yeah. Brock would have done had he not went into the WWE. Go right from uh, college wrestling to MMA because he would have been a different. Yeah, animal. that'd be really curious because he'd be a lot smaller and he wouldn't have gone like all big like they do in WWE. And he would have been training a lot more, probably elusive and like healthier. I think. Yeah. You know. So now, do you? Uh, like, now, I think MMA guys are a lot healthier a lot of times than those uh, WWE oh, guys. Oh God. They're, I yeah. Mean, they just don't eat whatever, and they just have to get big and muscular. That's and then the painkillers and steroids and, and all the other stuff that the guys in WWE aren't taking. Um, yeah. Severing up against uh, Jake the Snake Roberts any day. By the way, uh, T-Rex just, just joined us. That, 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 that's the voice of uh, tardiness right here. That's right. So, this so, is the earliest I've been late, though. <laughs> so he's the earliest he's been late. No, Sam, I love – dude, Sam, NorCal girls are probably the coolest chicks you'll ever meet in your life because they're like – they're, yeah, they're, they're very down-to-earth. fun, man. Fun. Yeah. 
They're they're not affected, and 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 they look like SoCal girls. So they're like SoCal girls without the attitude. Right. I, I I love I love NorCal chicks. I I could I could, I understand why you're living there. Okay, final question. So I know you're training with Gilbert Melendez, and uh, he's got a fight coming up with Anthony Pettis coming up. Who do you see winning? I know it's your teammate, but give me an honest honest uh, feedback. <laughs> you know, honest honest feedback. I really think. Especially if after watching Gil's last fight against Diego, I mean that's that's a great matchup I think for Gilbert. And like I know obviously like he's my friend and everything like that, and everyone thinks I'm gonna pick him. But it honestly like you know that's what Pettis struggled against is you know pressure grappling strikers. Like you know the one loss he has in the UFC was Clay Guida, and you know Gilbert's gonna bring that same kind of fire to him. So I, I mean I see Gilbert taking it to be honest and. You know, obviously Pettis is a really talented athlete and he's probably going to be better than we've ever seen him every fight. So, it, you know, it's definitely hard to say, but I definitely think Gilbert's the better, you know, pressure fighter and his style of coming forward is going to be a lot, really hard for Pettis to deal with. That'd be great if Gilbert, I mean, I, I like I like both fighters, but Gilbert is one of these guys that always in an entertaining fight, always brings it, solid guy, never hear a bad thing about the guy, family man. Just a yeah. good dude. Nice human being in the world. Yeah. And hot wife. Which, uh, yeah, like everybody, like I've never heard anyone ever say a bad word about Gilbert. Like that's just what kind of a dude he is. Like I've never heard anyone like say like, hey, that, have you ever heard, noticed this? Or like even like murmured like something like, so I was like, dude, that's a solid guy. And I hope he wins the title. Yeah, yeah, me too. Now, Jake Shields being cut. How did, how did Jake take it? Um, I mean, he took it really well. Like he just, you know, he understood he lost and this and that, you know, definitely was a little frustrated because he's fighting top 10 guys and beating them all. And then he loses one to another top 10 guy and gets cut. So it's, I mean, that would be definitely a frustrating thing on Jake's part. And I definitely know he's probably frustrated at that, but you know, at the end of the day, it's not, it's not what defines him as a person. So he'll go on and probably do other great things. Yeah. He said, I had him on the show. He seemed like a real nice fighting. guy. Now I know a couple Asian girls with implants and they say they, Jake Shields only he only dates Asian girls with implants. Can you confirm or nor deny this? <laughs> I don't know about the implant part. I've never heard that, but I mean, he definitely likes Asian girls. Yeah, yeah, that's good. All right, you heard it here first, people. Jake Shields like Asian girls. That's gonna be our implants. Yes, that's gonna be the 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 the, uh, the, uh, the thread title. Now, all right, so. Uh, Ramsey, it's a pleasure having you on. We'd love to have you back on. If you're ever in LA, we'd love to have you in the studio. Uh, keep keep up the great work, man. Keep up the great work. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I'll probably be in LA sometime soon, so I'll definitely have to come in and we could do do it in person because it's more fun. You know, you see each other. Yeah, exactly. I can see you into your eyes when I talk to you. All right, so we are taking a break because I am starving. Uh, but thank God. Uh, we actually have we have a sponsor now who who has the best food I've ever honestly I'm not even kidding and one of the hottest wives one of the hottest wives, wives yeah who was on TMZ last week we're, we're going to talk about that but our, <laughs> our our sponsor gets better press than we do um, <laughs> but my fiance gets better press yeah yeah your, his, his fiance is smoking hot uh, I've had many nights to her uh, <laughs> at Angie Everhart yes not actually <laughs> with, with her but, but I'm saying so I look forward to your food all week is what I'm trying to tell you and what have you brought for us well I. Tell you, I, I, whenever I'm hungry, I like to. I, I just there's nothing better than just walking in our kitchen. Um, we, we've got kitchens in LA and, and Phoenix, so anywhere you're, if you're on the West Coast, 
uh, on the west side of the United States, we can catch it. But I, one of my favorites is the Ensenada fish tacos. It, yeah, it's great. It's, the weather's warming up right now. Um, I've got a California filet in there. Uh, it comes with a roasted red pepper. I brought uh, something from our gluten-free menu just to change it up a little bit too. We've got nice. a, a gluten-free menu that's wheat-free, gluten-free, soy-free, and dairy-free. And um, I got an orange fennel cod salad. All the food is just clean and fresh. And, and you know, I know you guys like salads a little bit while we're here. It, it's, it's very oh, so, yeah. it's solid. Now, what, now what fighter... Hold on a second, T-Rex. Uh, now, uh, what fighters are currently taking your uh, on, on your program? Well, Jake's on right now. He He's in camp. I think well, he's fighting on the uh, 20... 23rd I think Robbie Lawler and then and then Mark Munoz is in camp as well and he's fighting on the 31st yeah Brendan Schaub just started camp he started on Monday he sent me a text he's like man I am so happy to be back he goes this is the best stuff on the planet it really is so yeah I mean it it just works for these guys and and it's clean food it's made fresh daily it's delivered to your, your your home in the middle of the night in a cooler bag packed on ice you get to pick the things you don't like we don't send them and it's just all the guesswork's taken out and this food got you Angie Everhart it, it did. So <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. She did our cleanse. She did a 10 day cleanse, and and uh, we, we we I was texting her, of course, and uh, she was done with the program, and I'm still texting. I'm like, you know, I've never dated a client before, but but um, you're not a client anymore. You want to go out to dinner? Well, probably better than um, dating Munoz. So <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but that's that's amazing. I mean, that's that's amazing how not only are, are you do eat healthy, but you can pick up supermodels by taking this thing, and you can learn how to fight. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> this food it's a, it's a, the trifecta chicks. She, Healthy living and fighting. Today's my one cheat day. Really? Yeah. It's like I eat garbage all week and then I <laughs> cheat on my garbage. I, I've got Asian grilled chicken cups if you want to cheat. I've got veggie egg white scramble. Um, you can find us at sunfair.com, uh, at sunfair on Twitter, um, 323-855. No, that's my cell phone number. Oh, 323-780-0888. Nice. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, thank you, and I'm sure. I'm, honestly, we've had listeners already. Are you done talking so I can go eat now? I, yeah. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> well, thank you, Carl. Thanks again, man. Hey guys, thanks for thanks, having brother. us. Appreciate it. It's an honor uh, to have the next guest on our podcast. We have the champion, the UFC champion, Chris Weidman. You're on with me and T Rex. How are you, buddy? Yeah. I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me on. But I just hit a curb, and everybody's looking at me. Hang on. Hang on one second. <laughs> sure. Trying to back up into me. All right. All right. We're good. All right. I look like an idiot, but we're good. It's okay, man. I, I look like an idiot daily. So, uh, so Chris, man, congrats on on everything. I remember I had you on the podcast before you uh, beat Anderson Silva the first time. I said you were going to win, and then you're not going to come back on the podcast. And then I contacted you 15 times. I, 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 used, my, <laughs> I used my Jewish guilt, to, uh, and now you're on. So thank you for coming on. You got me. You got me. I'm on. And, uh, yeah, you know what it is? I don't – the direct message thing on Twitter, I don't ever really do. And then I looked, and, yeah, I had about 15 messages from me. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Well, I better get on this show. <laughs> well, well, thank you for responding. Um, now, how has your life changed since winning the belt? Uh, I don't know. It's uh, obviously I'm more, way more popular. I realized the other day I, my wife had to get it like seven teeth pulled, so she went to the dentist and it was basically surgery. So she wasn't gonna. I had, you know, I had to leave and let them do the surgery. You know, so I had about an hour to kill. It was like seven, seven thirty in the morning, eight, eight a.m. Whatever. And um, I'm like, all right, let me head to Starbucks, get a nice fresh cup of coffee, chill, get a newspaper. And so I went to Starbucks, and I got my coffee, and as I was about to sit down, one person recognized me, and then literally for a full hour, I was up and nonstop taking pictures, and I'm like, geez. So I had to leave and drink my coffee in my in my wife's minivan 
for uh, about 15 minutes until I could go and listen to doctors. I mean, so, you, uh, I guess I'll never get to like hang, just hang out at Starbucks. So enjoy, enjoy, enjoy your time at Starbucks if you can. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, do you, but do you like being a celebrity? I mean, some people love that, other people hate it. Yeah, enjoy the celebrity too, man. As much as you enjoy the downtime, because you know it's not guaranteed it's going to be like that forever, and you might miss it. What's that? <laughs> Do you like being a celebrity? I mean, are you the kind of guy that get that like that enjoys people coming I mean, up to? I, I got ADD too. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, no, I, do I like being a celebrity? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's what I wanted. I wanted. You know, I knew, I knew winning the belt, which was my ultimate goal, was gonna, you know, obviously have to deal with, you know, being, you know, dealing with stardom and, and being like, you know, I guess a celebrity. I still feel weird calling myself a celebrity. I kind of, I'll kind of just say that I'm popular. Yeah. But. um, yeah, no, I don't mind. It's pretty cool, you know, to be appreciated for what you do. I, I, I came from a wrestling background, and no one, I'd come back from, you know, doing a really good job in a wrestling tournament, come back, and no one's saying congratulations because no one even knows what you did. So to go the other way where people who you don't even know are recognizing what you do and, and so happy for you is definitely a cool thing. I mean, it sounds like, no, I, I met your wife at the MMA Awards. Your wife is hot, by the way. You have a very, very <laughs> beautiful wife. Uh got that Latin Hawaiian flavor, you know? Oh, it's a very, not many people know about how hot your wife is. Latin and Hawaiian? Latin and Hawaiian. You son of a bitch. Puerto, she's Puerto Rican Hawaiian. I get, I get the best of both worlds. Oh my God. But the fun, funny part is that like, okay, so you're at the MMA Awards, you had a couple drinks in you, you're, you're like kind of acting goofy, and she's watching you like a hawk. Like, <laughs> like she... <laughs> you can't be making that up. No, she, there's no way. I mean, you could you could make that up, and I still believe you. But I'm gonna say you have to be right on the money. Yeah, there's there's definitely serious restrictions everywhere I go. Oh my and she god, is a, she is a detective. She follows my footsteps wherever I go. Oh no, you were taking pictures, and and she's in the back, and I'm I'm talking to her, and I'm like, yeah, we gotta get Chris back on the podcast. She's like, oh no problem. But her 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 she has like not a lazy eye, but her eye was on you. She knew exactly what you were doing. Now, th it seems like she kind of runs the show in the house. Am I right? Yeah, and if you don't think I knew she was looking at me at every second, <laughs> everywhere I go, she, I, I, I know I've been with her long enough. Like, you know, there's no... The big thing is, like, when I take pictures with girls, there's no hand... I can't put my hands, like, on her hips. I have to go top of shoulder, and the girl could have a hip. You know what I mean? Like, I, that's, there's, a, there's a couple times where I was in pictures and that she saw and my hands were on the hips, and that had to stop. Well, she got that. Um, and yeah, it, who runs the show? I'm trying to change it every day. Like, you know, I'm trying to become the man and kind of run her. But she's pretty resistant. Did, uh, does she have that hot, fiery Latin blood with the with the temper? I wouldn't call it hot. I would call it like I want to get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not sexy. If that's where you're going, no, no. it's I want. It's it's basically kill or be killed. Jesus. No, I had an ex-girlfriend that uh that was Filipina, and when 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 I had girls on my did you just say Filipina? Uh, 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 Filipino, but Filipina for the girls. Okay. Right? But but when it, when I had a, when I had girls post on Facebook, hey, how's it going? You were funny. She would get. She would go crazy. She would like know who's that girl. Did you hook up with her? Is, is like your wife like that with other with like groupie chicks? Well, let me ask you a question. If you were still with this Filipina, would you be telling me how she's doing this, or did you have to wait till you broke out with her? <laughs> and tell everybody. So if you think I have the balls to mess with my hot Spanish Hawaiian wife, you're crazy. Uh, well, well played, man. Very, very well played. Now you do have two kids, right? 
I'm Jewish too. You don't think you're don't think you're outsmarting me. Wait, are you Jewish? No, but look, uh. you just got a little boner. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. I, I, I got a circumcised boner uh, uh, knowing that, that like you were Jewish. I was like, oh, my God, we got one. I was ready to like call my yeah, grandparents. No, everybody, you know what it is? I, I might, who knows? I could be Jewish. Weidman, I think, comes more from the German yeah, background. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I could be Jewish. I'm going to stick with that. I'm from Long Island. I got, like, you know, Jewish friends and stuff like that. It's fine, uh, I've, I've collected some Jewish Jewish friends along the way, and... Um, they all would love for me to be Jewish, and sometimes I feel like, well, maybe I just won't be Jewish, and <laughs> I feel like I'd make a lot more money if I was Jewish, so. No, I, I, I think you're actually doing pretty well now, man. Uh, I know, uh, right? I mean, how was it? If I was Jewish, you're going to tell me I would have made more money? I would be held up. I mean, they, the Jewish people, if I was, there's no Jewish tough guys in the world. So if I was Jewish, people would, I mean, the Jewish people would, come around me and support me like no other. That's Hebrew, a good point. The Hebrew no, hammer. It's true. We do love to claim. I mean, Sandy Koufax is legendary as the best pitcher of all time. Uh, if, there, if there's a Jewish athlete, they will, people will go crazy for him. If you were Jewish, you're right. You probably you would have lots of, uh, oh, the Jewish champion, Chris Weidman. They'd say it with a V, though. Chris Weidman. It's yeah. Chris Weidman. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell yeah. you. Oh, Gavalt, I'm getting spilkies just talking about it. Yes, that's, that's very Dana, true. Dana White actually, he actually, um, approached me with that and asked, and asked me if I'd become Jewish for the UFC. And I, <laughs> I, had to, I had to decline. Wait, hold on. Did Dana White really do that? No. Oh. <laughs> Let me make it very clear before people start making that headline. Dana White asked if I'd be Jewish. Okay, it's not. Just completely kidding. <laughs> I would not. I wouldn't put that past I'm still, I'm, You know what? I'm still screwed at this point. It's going to be a headline. And, I'll, and, I'll, and I'm sure Dana's not going to read the article. He's going to get a phone call. Not to calm down. <laughs> that is so funny. Now, uh, all right, so you got a big fight coming up. You were supposed to fight Vitor Belfort. Uh, he overdosed on TRT. Um, <laughs> now, uh, now he, he, uh, TRT filed a restraining order because he was too abusive. Now, you're fighting Machida. How much does your camp change when you're fighting Machida versus Belfort? Um, not really. Not really anything. It's not, not really my camp change. My mindset changed as far as, you know, when I get in the cage with him, it's going to be a completely different fight than when I'm playing uh, Vitor. Um, uh, you know, Vitor is more one of those guys that he's a powerful, strong guy. You know, you're all TOT'd up and all that. And he's going to run at me across the cage and, you know, you kind of got to, you know, weather the storm and, and pick your shots and, and just look to get him tired and then, and then expose him. With Lyoto, it's not, you're not really, that's not what you're looking for. You know, he's, he's more of a calculated, smart fighter. It's going to be more of a chess match. Who's smarter is going to win. Uh, so it's completely different. I think it's, it's, for me, it's more exciting because I, I, like, I like to think of myself as a smart fighter, and I know he thinks of himself as a smart fighter, and I'm excited to see who's smarter on July 5th. Now, is it hard, though, as far as, I know a lot of guys, when they say, you know, like, say you're training for Vitor Belfort, you could bring guys in that kind of emulate Vitor Belfort. Is it, because Machida is such a unique style of fighting, is it hard to train for a guy like that? I mean, so is Anderson Silva, you know. Yeah. But I have, um, I have Wonder Boy Thompson, he helps a lot, and he's, he was an undefeated karate guy, and I think he's probably the only person in the UFC that could emulate Machida. And it's, he, he's actually sparred Machida before, so I have a, I have a great training partner. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I, I'm totally uh, 
I, I can't wait for that fight. I was excited. I think both fights are would, would be great. I would love to see, you know. Yeah, everyone would like to see me fight Vitor just because he's all juiced up, he's all jacked up, and I'm like the all-American, you know, Clark Kent-looking, geeky guy that no one thinks could actually be good. So it would be, it'd be, it'd be good. I'm not, first of all, I, never mind, I take back geeky. I don't think anybody thinks I'm smart. I think, <laughs> I'll go with, like, unassuming and, uh, I'll go with that. Now it's funny. I, I told you. Uh, I told you how Tom Ryan used to um, take drive me to wrestling camp, right? When I was a kid. He was. Tom Ryan was used to take me to to, to uh, his uh, his uh, wrestling camp as a, a kid. Yeah, I heard you tell me that. Yeah. I, I almost went to Hofstra. I got a scholarship to go to Hofstra. I didn't go. I went to Binghamton. I should have went to Hofstra. But I, I I I heard in an interview you say that you didn't work very hard in wrestling in college. <laughs> now you being a two time All American wrestler, how is that even possible? Um, you know, I've I worked hard. I work, I work, but I wasn't like the hardest worker. I didn't make it a point to work. I didn't. I just did enough. You know, I, I goofed around a lot. I, you know, I, I love to compete, but I wasn't being the hardest worker, which means I didn't really have confidence uh, to win those tough matches against top guys. You know, I, I had a lot of good W's. I feel like really good guys, uh, obviously, but I just. Um, I wasn't. I don't. I didn't feel like I truly deserved it because I wasn't working probably as hard as those guys. You know, I definitely wasn't. So uh, when I got to MMA, it was definitely something I had to change. That's all I really focused on was working hard because I was always, you know, that guy who the coaches would be like, "Oh, let me tell you, you know, he did good, but you have no idea how good he could be." That was pretty much my the the way I was looked at in, in college, high school, you know, all the throughout my whole athletic career in, in any sport. <laughs> So um, that was one thing I had to change. I, I had a family uh, for the first time, and and I, and I started thinking, you know, this is my last shot at athletics. You know, I don't want to be that guy who had all the talent in the world and never really did what I felt I could have done and what other people thought. So I just started working hard, and I made a habit of it, and now it's it, it became easy to, to work hard. And when you work hard, you start having an attitude like no one could beat me. And so that's where I'm at. But, but weren't you a New York State champion? Yeah. So you were the champion in New York State, and you still had coaches saying, "Man, you had no belief. You, you couldn't believe how good this guy could have been." I mean, that's insane. Yeah, yeah. Because I, then I then I went to nationals, and I was I was beating the guy who like took I think second. It was at the quarterfinals, and I ended up like getting headbutted. We got it was like a big headbutt thing where I get concussion. Basically, I, lo- I I would lose the guys that I was definitely a lot more talented than. And um, it was because I was choking. Because when you you choke when you're not confident in yourself, you know you you truly don't look at yourself like you're doing everything right and you deserve to win. So I was choking. I was in college. I was in the semifinals and nationals four years in a row. Was winning every single match and lost every match. <laughs> the guy who won the won the nationals. So um, obviously there was a problem there. Now that you're the UFC champ and everybody is on your team and, and your training camp, now you have all the confidence in the world, so it's probably no surprise that you're the champ, right? Um, uh, yeah, everybody always, since, since I got that, everyone was like, everyone who I trained with thought I was going to be the UFC champion for sure. Nice. I no, when I actually told Dana White, like after your fight with when I met Dana White in Vegas, I told him that I go Chris Weidman's going to be the champion. This is after your fight against Tom Lawler. 
I was like, this wow. guy, I was like, and I, I was like, he was like, yeah, man, that Chris Wyman, you know, he's got tons of, everyone talks about him. I'm like, yeah, this guy's, I, I told Dana, and Dana will not remember this. I think he might have been drunk at a party or something. I, no one's going to validate this, but I'm telling you, man, I called it back in the day. It was something about, about the way you fight and uh, how high everybody was on you. Because Matt Serra isn't going to give compliments to a guy who, who he doesn't really believe in. He's not the kind of guy to just throw out compliments, you know? Yeah. So, by the way, did you tell Matt to, to unblock me on on, on uh, Twitter? <laughs> That's what this call is really about. Yeah. Yeah, wait a second. What happened with that? What'd you do to him? So Matt Sarah, I said he needs to lose 50 pounds to make heavyweight. Okay? It was just a simple joke. And then he blocked me on Twitter. And then I told you about that. And then you said you would talk to him about it. But did you ever talk to him about it? No, because you told, you know, you're talking to 10, sec top, 10 second talk. I don't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> because and then I remember you, you, think, you know, that that went one through one ear out the other. I I can't hold on to information like that. No. Yeah, I, okay, I remember that because then you you can't, I mean, you, can't, you can't depend on me. <laughs> I was but I will say he, he, you gotta be he's very he's sensitive. You know, I think a lot of fighters are more sensitive than people think. No, I know, I know that. I I, I remember you told me that someone said you, you you look like Rob Kardashian and then you lost fifty pounds. <laughs> I I'm getting I, I, honestly there's not too much that people could say on the internet that will bother me at this point. I I you know what you really do learn a lot about yourself for people like I'll I'll take a picture I'll be like oh, I look good in that picture I'll put it up on Twitter and people will just blow me up and say I look like Rob Kardashian I'm overweight I'm like holy shit maybe they are right and I'm now I'm looking at myself all right I gotta work out today I can't be affected so. I learned. I, I know I have big cheeks. People make fun of my nose. I've learned a lot, of, a lot of stuff since I've been in MMA about myself. You know, I, I, I have no chest. I knew that before MMA, but now I really know it. I get, I get, I get tortured, but dude, I get, I get, uh, I get. You're not funny. It's all good. I get you're not funny. You have a hairline. You look like a serial killer. Someone told me I, I, I look like somebody with AIDS. I, 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 I get it all the time. I'm not, so. I'm not gonna lie. You do fit all those descriptions perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> hey, there you go. You gotta laugh it off. Just laugh it off. Don't cry at all. <laughs> That's That's I am. I am so honored to be insulted by the champion. Thank you. I I, I appreciate that. Speaking of, I which, hope your face didn't turn red on that. No, that did a little bit, but it's funny. Uh, now, okay. now speaking of which, a lot of people look. You you knock out Anderson Silva, and then the second time you fight him, you 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 uh, you do a great leg check. You. You break, you shatter his leg, and people are still going, "Oh, it's a fluke or whatever." Like, how, how do you deal with that? Um, I don't know. I just after the first ride when I knocked him out, you know, people were saying that he was just you know playing around, and I got lucky, and and I kind of was like, you know what? I'm excited to fight him again because I know I'm going to beat him again. I just felt that I was a lot better than him, and I was excited to fight him again to prove him wrong. And with the second fight, um, you know, after the first round, I dominated him. I dropped him with punches from the clinch and then beat him up on the ground. And even in the second round before the leg game, you know, uh, I felt very – I just felt like he had nothing for me, and I think he even knew that, to be honest with you. Oh, he, Standing more on the ground. He definitely and, knew um, I wish I would have knocked him out in the first round. I wish it would have been over in the first. I'm sure he wishes it was over in the first. Because yeah. uh, he wouldn't be uh, – you know, have a broken leg. And I, I feel bad about that. I'd rather – I have a broken leg as well. So, like, even after that fight, it was hard for me, like, even, like, when Rogan's asked me questions and, you know, people are, uh, my coach, Hogan, and stuff like that, I, 
it was hard for me to smile. If you watch me after my first fight, I was ecstatic. I was as happy as you possibly be. After my second fight, I, if if you saw a smile, I was, I, I was kind of like forcing it. I'm like, I'm supposed to be happy now. Like, what the hell's going on? I couldn't figure it out. Uh, and I just felt, I felt bad. I, I wish it ended differently. But what people saying it was like, you know, a freak injury and, uh, you know, he's, he's better than me and all that stuff. I, I, I was in the cage with Anderson Silva, just me and him. Two different fights, four rounds in total, and I could tell you from being in the cage with him, he's not better than me. He never had me in trouble in either one of those fights. In the first fight, the only thing that he was successful with was leg kicks, and look what happened in the second fight. You know, the only thing that I really changed going to the second fight was more prepared for was leg kicks. And obviously, you know, people are going to be, uh, you know, you got lucky, though. That's that's fine if you want to call it luck. I, I, I did, I, that's the only thing I did. If you look at the first fight, watch what he did to me. The only thing he hit me with was leg kicks. He didn't punch me. He didn't, he didn't need me. He leg kicked me, so I was very prepared in the second fight. That being said, I still hate that it ended that way. I don't want to see him with a shattered leg on the floor. Um, but... It's, it's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm beating him every time. I'm, I'm a lot better than him. Yeah, I mean, you. I'm better than him. That's it. <laughs> I mean, you won every, every second of every, of every fight. So I don't know how anybody could argue that. Uh, the first fight, I thought you, you like knocked him out in the first round. That was very close to being stopped. I was, uh, uh, I was surprised. There was actually, you know, there's a, uh, you know, an audio of, of Matt Sarah saying like, "Good f him." Uh, after the second fight, and then somebody on the underground put Matt Sarah through history. And they had him like, like when Jesus died, saying "Good f him." I saw. I, 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 of course, you Jewish guy, you, you bring up Jesus up right away. There was a million other <laughs> pictures. Why are you bring up Jesus? I was, I was just the first one that came to my mind. But, but, but that was pretty funny. I, I mean, it wasn't. I felt bad laughing. Not, I didn't laugh at the Jesus thing, but that was whoever did that was very funny. The way he did it was very funny. Yeah, you better backtrack on the Jesus thing. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, no, I actually saw some of those pictures and they were hysterical. <laughs> the face they had him making saying, you know, FM was awesome. <laughs> and Matt, I mean, you had to realize, just kind of like the way we, you know, all right, and the emotion. I, I forgot the full excuse, but um, Matt is just such a good guy, you know. He's, he's not, he doesn't know the guy's like his broken head. He's not saying it like, Screw him! Like, let his, I'm, I'm happy. Like, broke. It wasn't. It wasn't like that at all. Yeah, I mean, you, you got you, you you get caught up. It's like a fight. Like, if you if you do our whole mantra going into the fight, it was basically like f him. Like, people, are like, oh, I Anderson Silva is so good. Anderson Silva is gonna do this. Man, so good. The whole thing is like, screw him. Like, f him. Like, it's a, I'm gonna go out there and dominate him. I'm not, you know. So that's it. it yeah, it's hard for people to understand. No, I. I understand, and you get and plus he didn't see the guy's leg like that. You know, he he yeah. thought he, he thought he would just he just hurt his leg. He didn't know that his leg was going to be on a, in a different arena at the time. You know, <laughs> yeah. so uh, now did did uh, uh, a couple of the people on the underground do want to know? Um, did you get a backstage bonus after that fight? After what fight? After the second Anderson Silva fight? Uh, no, but I get paid for you bonuses now. You get you get paid what bonuses? Pay per view. Oh, pay per view bonuses. I get oh, pay per view. Oh, I've great. never got back. Uh, that's not how it works. I'll educate. There's, I've never got a back. I never got what people would call a uh, locker room bonus, where they come in with cash and they and they hook you up uh, or a check. I've never actually got that at the arena. Uh, some other, I think they used to do that more, like back in the day. Uh, but since I've been in the UFC, they don't do it anymore. They do have the. Um, what are they called? Just undisclosed or no? no this, I forgot 
the other name. Uh, but it's basically undisclosed checks that they give. They'll send to your house and kind of surprise. You. And I've had that since day one. They 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 hook it up, man. Um, they keep things you know off the public eye uh, to help the fighters out and kind of you know obviously on the books but under the table. They will they'll, they uh, they take care of the fighters. Now now were you insulted that Anderson Silva didn't try to kiss you the second time during the weigh-in? <laughs> I was I was old. I was ready for it. <laughs> He didn't, yeah, I don't know. I guess, I guess he didn't like my breath. It happens. It happens. Uh, and now, uh, also, a question from the UG. From, from Bravo Ben. He wants to know, who has influenced your game the most from collegiate wrestler to MMA fighter, since you have a, such a world-class tuition of, uh, at your uh, disposal at uh, Henzo's? Who, who, like, helped my ground game the most? Who's, who, your, your, your MMA game, from collegiate wrestler to MMA fighter. Who's helped you the most? Uh, long, very long ago. He, he's, you know, he's my head coach. He's been, you know, he, he's been watching me do jiu-jitsu since day one, wrestle since day one. Everything, a lot of the stuff happens right in front of his eyes, and he and he's there. He knows when to push and pull me. Um, Mongo has definitely been the biggest influence on me since I transferred, came over from collegiate. And then, uh, by the way, Jake Ellenberger just just joined us. Uh, we have uh, the champ, Chris Weidman. Chris, how you doing, man? Uh, Chris? Hello. Yeah, uh, Jake, Hello? Ellen, Jake Ellenberger just joined us, by the way. How you doing, man? Hey, Jake, how you doing? I'm good, buddy. We have the champ and the future champ. champ. Now, uh, now, by the way, Chris, uh, Tim Kennedy came on our show and said you guys grappled for two hours and no one had the advantage. Is that, is that true? Yeah, he might be right about that. Oh. oh. Yeah, he was good. I mean, it, it was a long time ago. I wasn't... Uh, it might have been three years ago at this point. Um, I was not in the UFC yet, I don't think. Um, but yeah, no, he was. It was. It was definitely a good role. And then we have to ask. Uh, this is from the uh, the Acorn on the UG. Who wins? Uh, John Jones versus Cain Velasquez. John Jones. Oh, Cain Velasquez. Uh, and now what about a super fight between GSP and Anderson Silva? Mm, I'd say um, I love, GSP's my boy. Uh, you know, he can't down him, but I think Anderson Silva might have the edge, just size advantage. Anderson Silva's a big, big guy. Uh, and then you versus Kane. He versus Kane? <laughs> hey, I have a lot of confidence in myself, but Kane is, Kane is one guy I have to really... Uh, really uh, get my head wrapped around but right now I don't have my head wrapped around him he's, he's beating me uh, MMA fight between Ronda Rousey and Floyd Mayweather <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen that on the internet uh, <laughs> I don't know you never know what could happen in a street fight you know if, if, if Floyd keeps his distance and starts you know Picking up. I'm going to say if they were like in close quarters in a, in a bar and all of a sudden Ronda had an issue with him I, I'm going to say Floyd's in some big trouble unless he has security with him I'll say that. Uh, if we, if we, you know, put him in a ring and say, okay, we're gonna fight, um, no gloves on. Floyd, Floyd, de- it definitely helps Floyd out a lot. So street fight, I'm going with. Uh, May- I mean, Ronda. Ronda definitely. In a fight, fight, it'd be closer, but I, I still look at the edge to Ronda. Hmm. Uh, and now, G- That's crazy. That's uh, that crazy is, that is, <laughs> I'm not thinking about what you're about to ask. GSP. Now, yeah, and now according to Ellenberger, GSP beats up Brock Lesnar in an MMA fight. Uh, what oh, do you yeah. think about this? 
No question. Um, I, you, you, uh, I don't know, man. It would be a tough first round, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I know. It would be a really scary first round for, for uh, GSP. Those those first two minutes would be dangerous. <laughs> hey, those, I mean, yeah, that would be, that'd be scary. Now, uh, now, now, I know that you've been with your wife since high school, um, right? You guys were high school sweethearts? Yes. Back in, uh, in uh, Baldwin, and then you're all together, th- uh, together through, through college, and now this. Now, how do you guys keep, I know, how, how do you guys keep it fresh? I mean, what do you, what do you guys do to mix it up? Um, I, we've, been, we've been actually doing date nights, you know, two, two date nights a week. You know, get like a massage and go out to dinner or dinner and a massage or go see a movie. So I think the date nights have been helping, but it's always definitely uh, always you have to put work in. It's not like it just comes easy. I have to actually focus on our relationship and, and keeping that crisp. And it's definitely not easy. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that. Um, how, how old are your yeah. kids? Four and one. And yeah, that's a lot. Of, like people ask me what my hobbies are. I used to have hobbies. I don't even. I don't think I have hobbies anymore. It's pretty much I train. I come home and then I have my kids. If I'm not taking like during, if I'm during training camp, it's pretty much taking a nap and then maybe see my kids every once in a while. My wife. And, but right now I'm training and I come home. I'm hanging out with my kids. Uh, hanging out with my wife. You, know, you always got. You know, do this. It's hard to just sit and play video games like I, I would love to because you know I'm not around my wife. You know, she she needs time too. So it's. Pretty much, I have no hobbies anymore. I pretty much train and hang out with my family. Does, does like your wife ever like get like wear the belt around the house and? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that would be cool. She yeah. should. Does, does does she have any hot friends? You can hook her up with a uh, struggling comic in L.A. Oh, thanks, <laughs> thanks. I, but I'm married. I actually, you know what's so funny? I have a uh, one of her friends. She's pretty hot. She's Jewish, and she wants a Jewish guy. Hmm. Um. She's a CPA. She's very dedicated. Nice. I mean, she's crazy, just like every other girl. But <laughs> I think maybe you guys could hit it all. I'm in. I want a double date. I'm more interested to double date with you, though. She's, she's, I just want to hang out with Ar- you. She's from Argentina too. Oh, no, I, I can't have I can't have groupies like you hanging around me. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be fun. Me, 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 Weidman, and uh, and then Ellenberger will I come. I can tell you what I can tell you what our dinners would sound like. Hey, so how do you do? What do you think Leona's gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> you have to worry. He's pretty quick. You know, you have to worry for the head kicks. Um, uh, yeah, thank you, thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for the help. Now, 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 Jake, you've trained with Leoto, right? I have. Do you have any adv- advice for Chris? Do you have any inside information on how to help Chris? Uh, you know, <laughs> Leoto, he's pretty straightforward. I hang mean, on, hang on. Actually, before you talk, Leoto, Leoto just joined us. Leoto's on the line too. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's pretty straightforward. You know, he's. You see, you get what you see. I mean, there's probably not much, you know, there's probably nothing that I know that he doesn't already know. You straightforward. Know, he's, the guy alludes to everything. What do you yeah, mean straightforward? Well, I mean, he's, he, he, he trains exactly how he fights. You know, he's very unpredictable and he's quick, you know, so it's not like, I mean, I, I guess I don't have anything for you. I don't have a good, I don't have a good answer for you, Adam. I'm sorry. Oh, damn. Is, uh, he, is he really strong? Um. There's no way he's, there's no way he's stronger than you. No, no. Yeah, he doesn't strike me as being a strong person. No, you know. I know, I know, I know. I'm not stronger than you, and I'm way class above. Oh so. come on! <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Um, no, I haven't. Especially, especially if we're doing squats and bench press, you you put me, you embarrass me. 
<laughs> yeah, I right. the most. I am so. It's so embarrassing. If you ever, I can, when I when I lift weights, no one's allowed to be around because otherwise, <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'll be left at the whole time. Really? <laughs> I mean, what do you bench, Chris? I don't do bench. Right? It's not I couldn't. Sport. I couldn't that's, even. That's no relevance. I couldn't even tell you the last time that I bench pressed. How many, how many push-ups can you do? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. So like, the, wait, like the, the champ has like. You know what I can do? The only thing I have some type of like uh, um, pride in with with lifting is I can do a lot of pull-ups. That's pretty much the only thing I'm good at. Awesome. How many pull-ups can you do? Uh, I I don't uh, I I the I most I've run. ever done straight and I do pretty good ones is like 35. Oh, you go straight to hell. That's a lot of pull-ups. That is. <laughs> That's a hell of yeah. a lot of push. I could do a hot three. But I bet I bet Ellenberg could do more. I don't know, man. We used to do we we actually had a uh me and my brother and Riley, another one of our coaches, did a a pull up thing in Baltimore, a little contest. But I you know I can I can bust out about thirty, and then it gets pretty pretty tough. But yeah, then yeah. you have to start wiggling your legs a little yeah. bit. Yeah, <laughs> you know I think my max was like thirty around there, like thirty two or something was my high. But yeah. Something like that. Yeah, and, that, and I got that. I was literally, all I had to do was pull ups pretty much. So I got pretty good at doing pull ups. Right now, I don't know. I don't think I'm getting 35 right this second. <laughs> yeah, the only lift I really do regularly is, is deadlift, you know, lower back stuff. So I, I really don't do a lot of heavy weights, man, or, or bench or anything like that. It's just mostly deadlift. Yeah. Oh, you do deadlift? You do a deadlift heavyweight, though? Yeah, but, you know, it's kind of like a three rep, three or five rep. So it's not like really taxing. Just to do you do uh, the straight leg or like you bend your knees? Uh, it's it's both. It's kind of it's kind of alternating. Do straight leg and gotcha. mostly mostly bent leg, but both. Are you wearing gotcha. MMA yeah. shorts or banana hammock? Do you guys need time alone? <laughs> now, 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 Chris, I uh, know that uh, one of your teammates, Eddie Truck Gordon, is on the Ultimate Fighter. Truck. Uh, this guy looks really good. What can you tell me about him? Uh, it's fun. I actually got him into MMA. He he was from my rival high school. Uh, when we were in high school, and he was a full, good full player and wrestler. He was always like a, a little heavier than me in high school, but um, we kind of stayed friends. And when he saw me doing MMA, he like started asking me about it, and I just had him come down to the gym, and then he started up. And this is a guy; he's pretty inspirational because he's had he has two kids, and uh, you know was went through a lot. You know, had a divorce and all that stuff, and had a full time job throughout this whole training. So this is a huge. Um, opportunity for him, uh, you know, with Ultimate Fighter, and he's a, he's a he's a guy like you know full time dad and and full time, you know, job working in like the business world, and then comes to the gym with the smile on his face, working work and works really hard. So I'm real happy for him, uh, and I think it's going to be a uh, really good thing for him. The guy's huge, by the way. Oh man, that guy's a monster. I mean, <laughs> yeah, his name his name struck. I actually just uh, sparred him not too long ago, and he's been trying to send me pictures to tweet. <laughs> So I gotta get them out there. I'm sure you'll appreciate it. Oh, nice. Well, hey man, uh, how, where, where can people find you? Where can people follow the champ? Uh, Chris Weidman, UFC. So my name, Chris Weidman, and UFC. Chris, you, you have no idea how much it means that you came on the show. Honestly, uh, I I normally lie to people and tell them that, but uh, but it really uh, <laughs> it, it, it is such an honor to have the UFC champion. On our show, I know you came from nothing. You, you build yourself up. You, you, the whole Hurricane Sandy thing, and now you you beat the greatest fighter of all time twice now. Uh, nothing but love for you, man. Thank you, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks a lot, man. Is Ellenberger is he a part of your show now? He works with us. Uh, Ellenberger, yes. Ellenberger is our uh, our 
regular co-host. Uh, he's got a fight coming up uh, in two weeks against Robbie Lawler, so he's in training right now. But, That's uh, true. I was actually about to ask you. I knew you were fighting, and I just it kind of like I kind of was forgetting who you were fighting. Now I remember. I, I saw I saw like the, the weird stare downs on on computer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the the awkward half smile stare yeah. down. Yeah. yeah, but no, you can't yeah. be as bad as making out with Anderson Silva like I did. So you, you're you're still you're still not as bad as me. That's I. That's true. I I, I can't compare <laughs> to that one. Chris, do you have any advice yeah. for Jake Ellenberger? Um, kick some ass, man. That's it. He already knows what to do. He's he's a very experienced guy. Uh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the show too. Uh, yeah, no problem. Take care, guys. Thanks, Chris. Later, Chris. All right, that was Chris Weidman, the champion. Uh, I'm honored that he came on our show. How cool is that? Great dude. Great dude, funny, great fighter, man. Uh, he's a hard guy not to like. Yeah, he's a hard. He's like the. He really is the people's champ. When I think of the people's champ, like I think of, he's like a man of the people. You I, know? I think that interview is going to change people's perspective about him if they don't know who he is, because he definitely changed my perspective. Mm-hmm. How? Because mm-hmm. I just thought it was more of a quiet guy. And uh, and more straightforward, not that funny. Yeah, well, and this interview was hilarious. I've heard that about you, T Rex. <laughs> oh, what a dick! I'm joking. I'm joking. That, that, that's funny. That's I'm playing. Funny. He is. He is funny though. He is. Jake, yeah, yo, mama, Ellenberger. He's a, <laughs> so all right. So we got some MMA news coming up. All right. So Hector Lombard says that Nick Diaz is scared of him. Uh, hmm. I don't think Nick Diaz is scared of anybody. Yeah. No. But if there is someone to be scared of, it's Hector Lombard. <laughs> right. Because that guy is just one of those guys. It's a hard. I mean, he's a big and scary dude. Knockout power, judo, wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, beast of a man. I don't. I, I, who who would want to fight that guy? <laughs> There's not a big line volunteering for that one. Uh, also, uh, in the MMA news, Carol Parisian, uh, who used to train with uh, Ronda Rousey, over at um, uh, at Gokor, a gym I went to a couple times. I had mm-hmm. a good time there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that Edmund is eating Ronda Rousey's brain. Uh, and that, Brains. which personally I can think of things I'd rather eat on Ronda Rousey. Uh, but, oh my God. and then he also said that, uh, Carol Parisian, uh, helps, ma- uh, actually, no, he said, he, he said, Carol said that, uh, Manny Gambarian helped, used to help Ronda out with her tampons and, and, all, and I wrote a joke. What? Ba- yeah. And I wrote, I wrote a joke based on her, Ronda's mood. That, uh, that's a full-time job. Uh, but oh so... Uh, I know that you train over with Ronda now and Edmund. <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to take any part. What, what are your thoughts My on weekend it? was great, Adam. I was in Baltimore. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the weather was beautiful out there anyway. So you don't, you don't want to comment on no, that? No, you know, I, I, I try to stay out of that. I mean, I really don't know what was said, to be honest, but I know there's a lot of people that are not happy right now. Okay. Yes. A lot of Armenian gossip going on? A little bit. I, I don't speak the language. Bro, clean, but... bro, clean. <laughs> I don't. I don't speak body, the language. My friend, my friend, body, body. Uh, you, what, what? Mercedes S fifty five. Clean, friend, bro. My friend, why, why, why you tell people to report to that? Uh, you want to buy a cell phone? They're not. <laughs> they're not. They're not Persian. Armenian. Oh, uh, 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 it's a good point. All right. So, so that's that's Jake's thing. People aren't happy. Okay. Well, yeah. You know exactly. I, I can't really make a. You know. I, I I can't make a. I don't know what's going on. So you, I can't really. So is all of this in the wake of Darren Harvey being let go of? No, I think like, it's separate. I, I think I think what happened separate, was I think like, Ronda used to yeah, train. No, over, I think Ronda tra- used to train over at Gokor's gym, and now she moved to Edmund's gym. And I think people in the Gokor's gym are just butthurt about it and say, "What right. the hell?" You know, it's yeah, like that kind of a thing. You know, which people I, say things. And that happens at gyms all the time. If someone leaves a gym and, and goes to another <laughs> gym, and then people at the first gym, and someone like Ronda, it's also you know, 
I think that we are in the MMA community in the world, we are diving into brand new territory. There's never been that type of female star out mm -hmm. there. There's never been a female division and now a female star, someone with his attention, a movie star, yeah. all this other stuff. And it's a lot of it, it's like it's learning curves. It's like, what's going on, you know? So, uh, mm -hmm. and Carol Parisian has been around for a long time. And he's mm -hmm. also had his own struggles, and but he's a guy who speaks his mind. One thing about Armenian people, they speak their mind. Bro, clean bro. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Vitor Belfort said he's ready to come back. He said he's perfectly clean. Dana White says Vitor Belfort's hilarious. Uh, I don't think he meant that in a good way. Uh, <laughs> so uh, anyway, so that's that's another thing. All right. So fights this week in one FC. Bibiano Fernandez is fighting. You know that guy? I do. I um. I met him in Bodog. He he cornered Pele when I fought him in uh, in Bodog in Vancouver. But uh, yeah, nice guy. I don't really know him very well, but I know who you're talking about. He's fighting this week at One FC. James James McSweeney. Uh, he's fighting this week. You know James McSweeney. Right? I do. I do. You friends with him? British. Yeah. He. I know um, James. Yeah. He was. He was. Um, I think he was an instructor at. at Why well, am I having a mind blank? At Drysdale, Robert Drysdale's gym in Vegas for a while. Doesn't he post pictures of him at the gym all the time? Like, post a lot of pictures of him lifting. Oh yeah, Easy. every lift. There's about twelve. <laughs> yeah. uh, so he uh, and uh, Bellator, Joe Warren's fighting. But anyway, who, who's he fighting? Do you know? Uh, James McSweeney. Mm -hmm. I don't know who he's fighting. He's fighting some guy at, uh, that's trying <laughs> he, to rob a store. He's fighting in one FC though. Is it uh, Lee Murray? No, I'm just he's kidding. He's fighting Lee Murray in prison. Yeah. Prison <laughs> fights. Uh, Joe Warren's fighting this week uh, in Bellator. Uh, I love watching Joe Warren fight. Always exciting fights. I like Joe Warren. Mm -hmm. Have you met Joe Warren? Yo, he's crazy. Yeah, he, Why? He is crazy. I spent some time at the Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs, and I got to see a new side of Joe Warren. But he's he's a cool guy, but the guy is nuts. Tell us. Tell, come on. Give us some dirt. Well, I mean, if if he's one of those guys, he is the absolutely like the typical everything he says, he 100% believes. <laughs> like if he, he thinks he can beat any person in the world at any weight. It's it's true. So, but I mean, it's he just he's, he's so intense, you know, even... No matter what he does, he is he is one hundred. He seems like the kind of guy who's a great fighter, but has not evolved in some ways because he's so stubborn, which is what makes him <laughs> such a great fighter. Mm -hmm. But I never seen a guy win fights with the worst defense I've ever. I, some of his early Bellator <laughs> fights were mm -hmm. basically just punch me as much as you can in the face, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. he's gonna come back and win. And uh, it was very impressive. But Jesus Christ! Yeah, the problem too is when you, when you when you find success doing the same thing, it's it's hard to. You know, to to move on or even evolve. If it ain't exactly. broke, don't fix it. Exactly. Yeah, well, his face was broke a couple times, but uh, but now he. he but he, one of the mentally toughest guys I've ever, I've met. ever seen. I've ever I'm, seen. I'm a Joe Warren fan, and finally, uh, Darian Caldwell's fighting this week, and I don't know if you guys know who he is. Oh, but yeah. In wrestling circles, he's uh, if you if you want to Google a great wrestling match. Google Darion Caldwell versus Brent Metcalf. Metcalf. Uh, national championship. In the national championship. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. Okay, for those you don't know, the head and arm wrestling move is a move that, like, is basically putting a guy in like a headlock and throwing him on the ground. Mm -hmm. It's a move that, like, you don't want. I don't even want to teach the kids I coach because they'll go for it every single time. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those moves that you don't want to teach it because the kids are just gonna go for it. It's a kind of a lazy move. It's a move that if you're down fourteen nothing, you try to throw it. Yeah. So. This guy is fighting him. Brett Metcalf in the finals of the NCAA's. Now Brett Metcalf tech fouled him, which means you he beat him fifteen by fifteen points early on in the season. Uh -huh. And that, that's in wrestling, fifteen points they they stop the match. They go, it's over. Darion Caldwell in the 
opening seconds of the NCAA Finals at the highest level, threw a head and arm and hit it and put the guy on his back, which was like uh, shocked the, the wrestling world. I was like, <laughs> holy, I could not believe it. I, did, did you ever seen that? Oh, it yeah. Was, no, I, I remember, it, was in, it was insane. I remember the buildup to this match. And, uh, you know, if people don't know who Brett Metcalf is, he's one of Terry, Brand, Terry and Tom Brand's guys um, from Iowa, the legendary school of Dan Gable and, and uh, the Brand brothers, but he uh, I, he only, he, I don't know, he's undefeated the whole season, I think, too. Yeah. The guy's, the guy's unbelievable in the wrestling world, but this was one of those crazy matches. It was so... Oh, it was unbelievable. I watched it 20 times, and then Darian Caldwell, and then uh, when he's winning, right, he's, he's up like by 12 points to win the match, or some, he's up by a lot. He starts doing backflips. In the, in, the, in, the, in the wrestling circle. So the guy starts doing backflips, and Metcalf was so angry, he just ran into him like a football tackle, and then went, he went flying off the screen, which is bullshit. You shouldn't have done backflips in the middle of a match, mm-hmm. at, the, at the end of a match, even though you're winning, it's bad sportsmanship. But anyway, <laughs> so he's fighting on the Bellator undercard. I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to seeing how this kid does in MMA, because mm-hmm. I think he's got a huge upside. I think he's uh, stars to watch, and of course you're saying, oh wow, a national champion wrestler's a star to watch. Well, you know what? Most people don't know who he is, yeah. and, and, and I want to say that when this guy becomes UFC champion, Adam Hunter on MMA Roasted Podcast <laughs> said that Darion Caldwell was going to be the champion. Just like I predicted Chris Weidman was on the champion. No one's going to know that except for me and Dana. So, uh, <laughs> Is this his first fight? Uh, it's, I, no, he, I think he's 3-0. and He's fighting okay. a guy who's 4-1. and Gotcha. Do you know where does he train? Do you know? I don't know where he trains. Oh, he trains over in Arizona uh, with, uh, I think, Bader and those guys at, okay. Ar- at Ar- Arizona Combat. Yes. So uh, Ryan uh, Bader. Ryan Bader. Power I haven't heard fitness. his name in a while. Ryan Bader. Power fitness Ryan Bader. Bader. Excellent friend. Okay. So <laughs> now uh, that is the MMA Roasted podcast uh, for this week. Uh, thank you, DJ. Uh, DJ Shrope. Uh, thank you, Fox Sports. Uh, people can find us. At, find me at MMA Roasted or at Adam Comedian. Thank you, Ramsey. Ramsey in the gym and Chris Weidman. Where can people find you, Jake Ellenberger? I'm on Ellenberger MMA on Twitter. Same thing on Instagram. May 24th, MGM Grand. It's going down. UFC 173. And where can people find you? At Todd Rex. And uh, Todd Rex, T-O-D-D-R-E-X-X, everything. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, This Saturday night, I will be headlining the John Lovitz Comedy Club. Benny's coming. Hey, I remember when I was supposed to do that show. Yes. uh, Hit me up for free tickets. Uh, If you hit me up on Twitter, uh, I will give you free tickets at 8 o'clock. Uh, it's going to be a fun show. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening every week. Uh, and thank you. Thank you guys. Thank Chris Weidman, the champion, and Benny, and, and everybody else. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you guys.